humans. Oh, humans. Welcome to the Sydney Hollow Show. First March episode. March 2023. Earliest you can hear this is March 3rd, 2023. All right, humans, we're going to touch on some topics today. One being Havana Syndrome is back in the news. We talked about this a long time ago. We talked about this a long time ago. We're also going to talk about the dangers of a specialized podcast, or rather the dangers of specialized podcasts. And hey, who would we be without talking about how to get your hands on the very first Sydney Hollis show merch? We've had prizes before, but prizes are... They go to like one person. This is merch. This is community. This is, we're all going to have this. Of course, I announced the first Sydney Hollis, the inaugural Sydney Hollis show koozie is coming down the pipe. So stay tuned to figure out how to get that. Now, I kind of touched on this, but I'm streamlining it. I want to make things easy. I want to embrace technology. Would I prefer if we all used payphones instead of cell phones? Yes. Do I prefer to use cast iron cookware? Yes. But in this case, am I embracing technology? Yes. So, hey, I'm human. I, I'm unpredictable and I'm illogical. Oh, yeah, and I have a question, humans. <laughs> kind of a fun question. Sort of a where do we stand? You know, us members of the hideaway, myself included, of course. Uh, I just kind of want to know, where do we stand on the movie The Rocketeer? I'll talk more about that later, but I just want to go ahead and... I just want to go ahead and get your brain subconsciously thinking about it. Of course, I want you to be focused on the topics at hand as we go down the line here but but your brains will do something with that so i'll just say the word rocket tear again okay humans we will talk about havana syndrome here in a second but i want to talk a little bit about specialized podcasts what do i mean by that well there's a podcast for everything you know the like, uh, I'm sure there's a podcast about rolling pins, you know? Oh, I'm into baking. But it's not just a podcast about baking. It's about rolling pins. It's just a podcast about everything. And a, a close personal friend of mine, someone whom I trust, someone whose opinion I value, suggested to me, I was starting this show, starting this show, and I want this show, I'm having fun doing what I'm doing. But just like a band, you know, you hope to get out of the garage. You hope to gain a little success, gain a little popularity, and, and do do your passion for a living. You know, that's what, that's the goal for this show eventually. But, you know, we're taking it as it comes. It's all a work in progress. And it's a fun outlet. Anyway, a long time ago, I was talking to this close personal friend of mine. Whom I, whom I trust, whose opinion I value. 
And they said, you know, Sid, you're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. You're a motivated guy. You know, but marketing a podcast can be tough. And, you know, it might be, you know, you need that elevator pitch. You need that one-liner. My podcast is this. Bam. Southern guy living in New York City tries donuts all over the city. You know, something like that. Of course, that's not what the show is, but you get it. There's a, this person wanted me to have an angle, a specialty. Yeah, it's much easier to market yourself that way. You know, there's a lot of funny people out there. And you're a funny person. Don't get me wrong. You're a very funny person. You're skilled at performing comedy. Thank you to that friend. But, you know, you need that elevator pitch. You need that one leg. You need that niche. You know, of all the people that have podcasts where they go around testing donuts in New York City, you'd be the funniest. For sure. For sure you would. Have a niche. Have a thing. Well, I thought about it. I slept on it. I didn't pray on it. But I thought about it. I, perhaps I meditated on it in some strange way. But this was a long time ago. I still, I'm still thinking about it to this day. But I thought, you know what really speaks to me? It's just my show being my show. And yeah, I mean... Even now, if I wanted to go try donuts for two months, I guess I could. And then I can just go back to being whatever this already is. I didn't really... The niche to me in this podcast is my point of view. My humor. My take on things. That's that's the niche. Now, it's, it's not as easy as saying, dude from Savannah living in New York City tries every donut in New York. It's not that easy to say, well, Sidney Hollis has a point of view. And once you get to know him, it's somewhat entertaining, interesting. I want to know what he has to say about this or that. It's it's a mouthful. You also have to convince people of who I am. It's not just easy to click around on Reddit and find. I did some soul searching. I did some thinking. I said, you know what? This may be a tougher road to, to hoe. This may be harder to plow. But this is gonna. This makes me happier. This is what I want to do, and I'm just gonna figure out how how we get it done. All this is to say, <laughs> a lot of setup for you humans here, but that's also a lot of authenticity and truth. That's all very true. I find myself thinking today, there has to be more than one podcast out there about Dilbert. There has to be more than one podcast out there about Dilbert. Someone that thought to themselves, I like talking. I've always been into radio. I like humor. My friends tell me I'm funny. I think I'm funny. I need a niche. You know what? I'll break down Dilbert week by week. I'll talk to <laughs> Scott Adams. I'll talk to other people that love Dilbert. I'll I'll like do Dilbert fanfiction. There's probably it's probably more than one Dilbert-specific podcast out there that's not, like, official. You know, it's not by Scott Adams. And folks, if you don't know what I'm, if you don't know what I'm already getting at, Scott Adams, Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, 
made some problematic comments regarding black people and um, I guess black and white relations uh, here in this country and uh, is, is losing his strip. And it seems rightfully so uh, from syndication in newspapers. And there's not really any room for that kind of talk. So again, I say rightfully so. Uh, but what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is, the point I'm trying to make is, what do those podcasters do now? You don't have much of a podcast anymore. Maybe you do a farewell episode. Maybe you do a farewell episode. Careful, careful when you do a niche podcast. Because if your niche goes away, if your niche gets canceled or doesn't get renewed, then what are you left with? The Sydney Hall Show goes on and on and on. The world doesn't stop. Neither do we. Southern guy living in New York tries every donut in New York City. Well, eventually you might run out. Now, with the way businesses go, I'm sure there's new ones popping up all the time and other ones closing. So you, you may not have a problem doing every donut in New York City for the rest of your life. You may not. But I just wonder, you know, did any, did anyone with a Dilbert leaning podcast get talked into it? Did they get, did they talk themselves into it? Did they get talked into it? And now do they find themselves with no podcast? Just a farewell episode. And, uh, hey, <laughs> I'm going to explore peanuts next, you know, no danger in Charles Schultz getting canceled. He's already dead. <laughs> Humans, if you're thinking, what the heck are you talking about? Well, I mean, I was just thinking like, there's, there's gotta be a podcast about Dilbert out there. They're, they're done. They're cooked. They didn't see this coming. But why did my mind go there? Well, you may remember I interviewed a, a friend of mine, Matt Kleinman, a while back about Facebook and the dangers of Facebook. That was episode 85, if you want to go back and listen to that. I think you can still get to that one, no problem, on any of your favorite podcast, you know, platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Anyway, I interviewed my old colleague, friend... Matt Kleinman, back on episode 85. And we discussed how we had a short-lived, never-aired podcast called The Goal is to Understand Doonesbury. <laughs> and um, if you'll remember from that episode, or if you're new to the show and just finding out now, uh, my friend Matt and I used to perform on an improv team together. We used to perform improv together at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. And we would hang out after shows and have a couple of beers and a little cannabis after our shows. You know, the way the way performers often do. I mean, half the fun of performing is hanging out with your friends after, at least my experience. And, you know, I just was like, I was wanting to do a podcast. I was feeling called to this medium. I, boy, I sound like a preacher there. I was feeling called. I was wanting to try podcasting in an audio medium. I've always been intrigued by radio shows and radio hosts. And we were somehow laughing about Doonesbury one day. And and, and I think we came up with this together, but it was certainly an idea that I'd, that I'd had. 
um, was I surmised, we surmised that you can't, you can't pick up a newspaper today and read Doonesbury and know what the hell is going on. And our thesis, our hypothesis, rather, in the podcast was that you could pick up a newspaper today, read Doonesbury, and just read it and read it and read it, and you'll never know what's going on. There's no way you can start now. That was our theory. And we recorded... We recorded, I think we recorded two episodes of that, and we were going to record three and then post it and start doing it. And he ended up having to move to L.A. for a while, and and that was that. Uh, never saw the light of day. Maybe we can dig that up. I think he he's the one with the footage somewhere. But anyway, we were going to read the most recent Doonesbury and describe it panel by panel, and then we are going to go back and read the very first one. Or maybe we're going to do it in opposite order first one so as it would go episode one we would read episode we would read cartoon one of Doonesbury and then that day's Doonesbury and then episode two would be uh <laughs> episode two of Doonesbury and then that day's Doonesbury and we we're just gonna see if if we just even doing that if we could figure out what's going on I mean both of us said we didn't even know who Doonesbury was I still don't know who he is if you showed me the modern Doonesbury, showed me a bunch of characters and told me to pick him out of a lineup, I couldn't do it. I know who I used to think he was, and I don't think I was right. Anyway, I still think that'd be a fun idea for a podcast. <laughs> but careful. Who knows what Gary Trudeau could get himself into. And then I'd find myself without a podcast. I'll just stick to the Sydney Hollis show. Thank you very much. Well, humans, the Havana Syndrome. Of course, you're familiar. U.S. diplomats, some tourists even, fell ill a few years ago. They had an unbalanced feeling, like a whistling, a dog whistle sound in their ears, migraine headaches. And we hypothesized by we, I mean Americans and our government, and boy, we're using the word hypothesized a lot today. We hypothesized that it was perhaps a foreign government terrorizing our diplomats, terrorizing our overseas employees at all. Well, it came out today in the Washington Post and other news outlets that uh, the U.S.'s investigation in this finds that they don't think it was foreign actors. They don't know what it was. But to quote... The news outlets, or to paraphrase rather, and I, I read about this in the Washington Post and I read an NPR article as well. Uh, they said there was no credible evidence that it was another country doing any kind of an attack. That they couldn't uh, figure out what they would do this attack with. And it was highly unlikely that it was another country doing an attack. All this is to say, and this is the front, po front page of the Washington Post today. And by today, I mean Thursday, March 2nd, the day I'm recording this. Uh, we talked about this a long time ago. We talked about this a long time ago. In fact, we talked about this in episode three. Talk about a blast from the past. Episode three of the Sydney Hollis Show, October 
21st, I think is when I recorded it. So it must have been the 22nd when it came out. So October 22nd, 2021. I was doing something that I was going to call the cocktail of the week. I would still call it the cocktail of the week. But we just don't do one every week. We, we may do about one a year. But anyway, anyway, little voice crack for you. Enjoy. I thought it may be fun to check in on that cocktail. One, because it's back in the news. It's Havana Syndrome, that is. And two, just why not, why not hear what episode three sounded like? You know, who was this guy? Was he as confident as me now? Anyway, let's check in. This is me, Sid, in episode three of the Sydney Hollis Show, recorded on October 21st, 2021. This is me giving you a recipe uh, for what I was labeling as an offensive cocktail. So, the cocktail of the week. Here we go. We will be making the Havana Syndrome. Now, first of all, it's going to be a banana daiquiri. Now, why a banana daiquiri, Sid? Well, there's that wonderful scene in Godfather 2 when Fredo and Michael are having a pretty serious meeting and Fredo, lovable Fredo, orders a banana daiquiri in kind of a situation where most people would order something a little more stiff or maybe something not even non-alcoholic, maybe something non-alcoholic, but God bless Fredo gets a banana daiquiri. So let's listen to that scene for a refresh and then we'll jump into the ingredients and the audio of me making a cocktail. Waiter. Uh, How do you say banana daiquiri? Banana daiquiri. Uh, uno banana and uh, club soda. All right, folks. So you just heard that. That's Fredo ordering banana daiquiri in Havana, in Cuba, in The Godfather 2. When the waiter brings it out, it looks delicious. It looks like maybe it has a little... Uh, cream topper on it or it could be the topper is just some like real fresh banana um it's only on the screen for a second i went ahead and bought myself some whipped cream because that's just that's just me so i've got a lot of the ingredients around now unlike a lot of cooking shows most cooking shows have a visual element this has no visual element we're just going with the sound Sound of a cocktail being made. Okay. So, we have two large bananas. I froze them. I put them in the... I, I let them sit out for a little bit just to soften up a touch. Those should be in good shape. Coconut milk. I went to the grocery store today and I bought a can of coconut milk. Just a nice good old fashioned like soup can looking can. Let's get a little audio of this guy opening up. Okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, gotta be honest, my first time dealing with coconut milk out of a can. Of course, like any heavy drinker, I have had my fair share of coconut water, but this is coconut milk. 
Okay, this stuff is yucky. I just took a little sip and it says it's unsweetened, which, uh, you know, makes sense. But my goodness, uh, it's pretty rough on, on the, uh, on the tongue there. I mean, you know, I guess most of the coconut I've come in contact with in my life has been, um, sweetened, you know, in candy form. Okay. That's a cup of coconut milk. Hopefully the audio is okay here. This I'm not doing this mic justice. Okay, into the blender we go. Let's give it a whirl. Ugh. That, that stuff looks gross. It's so chalky. It's really strange. All right, I have the juice from an entire lime. Maybe I'll move the microphone a little closer to the blender. Dangerously close. Dangerously close. Hey, it's just the microphone we use for this whole show. What could go wrong being so close to a blender? Okay, what do we have next? Ah, uh, two large two large bananas. Now these guys are going in. Let's. Okay, they're in. They're in. Let's see. What's next? Six cups. Oh, hold on. Half a cup of sugar. That's easy enough. Oh, hope you guys heard that. That was nice. Okay, now six cups of ice. All right. Gonna be honest, six is not gonna fit. In the so I'm just gonna go four. I mean, that's kind of crazy anyway. This is already, this seems like too much. Whatever. Okay. Time for the important part the rum. I'm gonna get this calls for uh, four ounces of rum. I'm gonna, I think it's four ounces of rum. Let me double check that. Don't wanna mess that up. Four ounces of rum. Now I'm gonna go two ounces of Mount Gay Barbados rum. And let's see here, all right. Oh, okay. Alright, two ounces of Mount Gay Barbados rum, and I'm gonna go two ounces of good old-fashioned Bacardi white rum. I mean, is this making me thirsty? Is this making you want a cocktail? It's making me want a cocktail. The noises. Oh boy, okay. Now I'm gonna move the micro microphone away from the blender. All right, folks, the mic is far away. You're probably about to start wincing because you don't want to hear it. It's going to be loud, I bet. All right, double checking. I've got all the ingredients in there. Okay, now maybe this is part of the Havana syndrome, just the noise of this blender. Get this in 
Now this blender, second hand. An old neighbor was moving out and said, I'm getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Do you want anything? I said, absolutely not. I don't want anyone else's trash. However, when I poked through and saw that there was a blender, I said, yes, I'll be taking that. All right, close your ears. Let's give this a whirl. Okay, okay, I am done blending. I did edit some of that out for you. Now, time to pour it. Now, Sid, we listened to you make this drink. Obviously, we can't drink it with you, but can we see it? Yes. I will be putting this drink on my website, sydneyhollishow.com, over the weekend. I'd say don't, uh, hmm. It'll be there by Monday. I'll put it that way. It'll be there by Monday. All right. Time to pour. Oh boy. That sounds icy, doesn't it? That sounds icy. Mm. Oh wow. All right. <clears throat> I hate people that say, your boy. I hate when people say that, your boy. But you know what? Your boy just took a sip. It's pretty fucking good. Holy shit, boss. Now, of course, you're saying to yourself, Sid, this is all fine and well that you're calling this a Havana Syndrome, but best we can tell, this is just a banana daiquiri. Not really a Havana Syndrome. Bear with me. Give me some time. All right. Hmm. Oh wow. Oh wow. Now, I'm gonna do, I guess it's lame of me to already be drinking it, but whatever. I'm gonna do a little bit of whip, whipping cream right on the top there. Oh, that's just fun. I feel like I'm at TGI Fridays. Here's the TGA Fridays. Now, may I just say that blenders, they have such that like electricity smell, man. God, it smells like, you know, just things that like use electricity in a, that kind of way. They just, they really have an electric stink. It almost smells like an electric train set. Okay. Now here's for the final, for the coup de gras. Sid, what makes this a Havana Syndrome? Well, now you take your iPhone and you go to timer mode and you set it just for uh, a couple of seconds so that you can get it to start vibrating and you can get it to start making a beeping noise. Okay, now you hold your phone up to your ear. That's annoying and disorienting. Ouch, that actually hurts my ear. And then you have a sip of your banana daiquiri. Oh, wow. Yep. That's a Havana syndrome. That's it right there. Now, all right. There's your Havana syndrome right there. Boy, that is tough. It's actually hard to hold a phone to your ear like that. Now, folks, I think you can make this as a shoot. By the way, the whipped cream is a wonderful touch. 
patting myself on the back over here. Now, I think you can make this into shooters. Maybe up the booze level a little bit so that it's a, it's a shooter instead of a drink. And then you can have all of your friends do the, uh, the cell phone trick and kind of make it more of a thing. Because obviously I'm not going to hold a phone next to my ear the entire time I drink this drink. Boy, this is good. Okay, humans, this is back to Sid in the present time. Sid in March of 2023. Well, that was kind of fun. A little blast from the past. Uh, a little cursing in there. Don't hear as much of that these days here on the show. And I feel like the pacing's a little faster. But hey, that was a guy that was three episodes into a podcast alone. He had a lot to figure out. Not that I still don't. Not that I still don't. Okay, so Sid, how do we get our hands on these koozies? Well... Here's the deal. Refer a friend. Refer someone here to the hideaway, the place where we break bread. This little community. This community that we've started. Again, it's this is this is yours too. My name's on the marquee. I spend more time talking into the microphone. I do the editing. I do the uploading. I do the producing. So my name's on the marquee. But it's your show, too. You have a voice listener line at sydneyhollowshow.com. You know what to do. This is all of our show. Do you know someone who... This might be their type of humor. Do you know someone who likes to think about things in an interesting or unique way? That might be a person you'd like to refer here to the show. Now, a great way to do that is to say, hey, this podcast I listen to, I think you might enjoy it. It's called The Sydney Hollis Show. And hey, say that I referred you. Okay, please. <laughs> and then humans, you can tell your friend or your acquaintance or your family member. You can say, hey, go to sydneyhollishow.com slash referral. And there's a form. And that way, I can get credit for having referred you. And then I can earn a koozie. But also, I think you really like the show. That's why I picked you. That's why I picked you. That's why I referred you. All right, humans. So here's the deal. I'm going to add a section to the website. I have not done it yet, but I will do it before the March Madness tournament starts. And it will be, I think, under the tab referral. So you can just go to sydneyhollishow.com slash referral. Or you can tell your friend to do that. And that way, they can give you credit. That There'll be a place for them to put your name and your email address so that I can get in touch with you and find out your address and where to send you the koozie. Now, Sid, how does this correspond to the March Madness tournament? Well, I don't, I don't exactly know other than it might just be easier for you to say, hey, listen, there's this podcast I listen to. And every year, the guy has a bracket contest and he gives away 100 bucks to people that subscribe. I think you'd enjoy this. So why don't you subscribe to it so that you can join his contest? And while you're at it, say I referred you so I can get a koozie out of the deal. Because frankly, I I'm I reside in the hideaway. I, I vacation mentally in the hideaway. And I want to be part of Mug Club Brewery's koozie club. And humans, you can do that. Again, it sounds a little complicated, but it will be less complicated because I'll keep explaining it. And if I'm doing a poor job, hey, hit me up at listenerlot at sydneyhollowshow.com and, and ask me, and I'll explain it. 
But I will work on the website, and I'll let you guys know when that tab will be up. But I think it'll just make things easier. Still finalizing the koozie design. Once I've done that, I'll get a picture of that up for you. But hey, this is exciting. And like I said, this is going to be a high-quality product. I, I'm not going to do things that I don't believe in here. This is going to be a neoprene koozie. In fact, it's going to be a neoprene... Well, a neoprene-lined burlap koozie with a front pocket. Well, I guess the pocket's just there. With a pocket. And we can have so much fun with that pocket, humans. So think about who you want to refer. You have a little bit of time. You have the rest of your lives, really. But go ahead and do it now so you can get have a koozie. And then we can have some fun with that pocket. Think about what you'd like to put in the pocket of a koozie. Okay, humans. Thank you for listening to that. Now, let's just talk briefly about the movie The Rocketeer. The Rocket Ear. I said Rocket Tear earlier. I think it's Rocket Ear because it's one T. The Rocketeer came out summer of 1991. And when that movie came out, I was just about, I was either just finishing fourth grade or just finishing fifth grade. I think just finishing fourth. And I remember being around that age where I still had a very vivid imagination. Not that I don't anymore, but, you know, real life, quote unquote, is caught up with me. And I don't, I don't have much time for my imagination these days. Tisk tisk. I had a very vivid imagination still at this time in my life, back in the summer of 1991. And, you know, I enjoyed playing with toys by myself still and, you know, imagining little worlds and having characters talk to each other and that kind of a thing. But, you know, gradually in life, schools, people were labeled cool and uncool. And so I started hiding that, you know, from my friends and, uh, you know, just doing what we all do, kind of suppressing some of the fun, quirky side of, of, ourselves, of myself, to fit in. And so I think I wanted to like this movie outwardly a lot more than I did, but uh, it's a little it's a little silly. It tries to be serious, but it's a little silly. I remember in sixth grade, so this would have been like a year and a few months after the movie came out, I was doing this thing in my middle school and there was a questionnaire, what's your favorite movie? And I put The Rocketeer. I guess I still felt like it was safe. So maybe I, maybe I wasn't judging it just yet. And then they read it aloud at this kind of assembly thing. And there was some snickering. And I thought, what the hell's uncool about the Rocketeer? What's uncool about the Rocketeer? Guy's got a freaking jetpack. He's keeping the world safe from Nazis. And what's the freaking problem here? Anyway, I think, you know, I... I squashed my like for the film after that. And I've rewatched it since, and it's not that great, honestly. I hate to say it. Anyway, I'm just wondering, humans, did, are there any movies like that for you that you kind of liked, and then you, you know, you, your peers made fun of them, and you thought, well, maybe I'll just keep this to myself. Or do some of you want to, or do some of you actually like The Rocketeer? I mean, I feel like a lot of us here at this show like action movies, and this was an attempt at an action movie, but it just didn't catch on, you know? And it doesn't have that same, it's not cliffhanger. 
It's not Die Hard. Anyway. <laughs> Free flow it, humans. Listener line at sydneyhollowshow.com. If the Rocketeer bring, in, evokes any memories, any fondness, any trauma, I don't know. Let's just put it on the table. Let's put it on the table. Let me know what you think. Listener line at sydneyhollowshow.com. Record into the Voice Memo app on your smartphone. Hit the share button. Email it to listenerline at sydneyhollowshow.com. Well, humans, thanks so much for listening to this episode. A couple blasts from the past there. Um, and tell you what, on the website, on your favorite time waster, sydneyhollowshow.com, there's a tab called Photos. And there still is a photo of that Havana syndrome back from episode three of this show. Well, we will see you next week. College basketball season is wrapping up. Get to thinking about who you'd like to refer to the show and to the contest. And we'll get on that very soon. I will work on the koozie so we can uh, so we can show you a picture. Get you guys excited. See you soon. See you Tuesday. Peace and love. Peace and love.